Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. So the day after Donald Trump announces his candidacy for 2024, we here at CPL Central decide it's a good idea to cover a book about Suleiman the Magnificent, one of the most powerful sultans ever. Coincidence? You decide today on Book of the Day. Welcome back to Book of the Day for November 16, or 16th in some circles, 2024. Oh my gosh, I'm way off the mark here. I ran into the studio today. I sprinted. Let's. Why? Why is this your number one priority? I, I decided. I decided to clean up a little more because I have movie night tonight, and uh, oh, and that's more important than I am. Well, no, there's a, a there's a woman who always comes who I'm I'm wildly interested in, <laughs> and she always sits next to me, and I want to I want to be uh, odiferous. Like, I know. <laughs> All right, here we go. Like a little Shemp Howard thing. Here we go. All right. <laughs> beep, 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 beep. <laughs> All right. Welcome back to Book of the Day for November 16th, 2022. I'm Jeff Messerman in Cedarburg, Wisconsin. I'm joined today by another sultan, not the sultan of swing, but the sultan of reading, Steve Donahue. Good morning. Hello, How are you? Uh, what's our... You momentarily got my hopes up with your little teaser. Uh, hoping that if their comparison is correct, well, Suleiman the Magnificent made it an indoor pastime hobby out of executing his blood relatives. <laughs> and I'm kind of on board for that. <laughs> this, is what, <laughs> this is what happens when you don't have HBO. <laughs> <laughs> so what's our book for the day, Steve? Our book today is this, The Lion House. Look at this lovely thing. Lovely, beautiful. No, no dumb old tapestry, no out of focus sapia, anything like that. It's just just design it beautifully. You know, it, even if you don't read it, it looks great on the on the on the shelf. <laughs> I I hesitate to to say the author's name. It is uh Christopher de de Belage. 
Belay? I have no idea. <laughs> no idea at all. But this this is about the Ottoman Empire Sultan Suleiman the Magnificent, uh, Suleiman the Just, Suleiman the Lawgiver, an enlightened figure in Ottoman history, an enlightened uh, Titan in the past, enlightened here in heavy air quotes, <laughs> of course, <laughs> it, when Suleiman was merely a minor sultan and his father Selim the first who was a pretty grim character <laughs> when uh, when Selim the first was on the throne and Suleiman was merely a you know high-ranking court official you would not have wanted to be one of his brothers <laughs> so we're using enlightened here in air quotes he, like every other Sul- Ottoman sultan he he walked to the throne on the dead bodies of his blood relatives is the most rarefied thing of a poet with an anger management issue, I think. <laughs> He's been the subject of 80 million biographies, but not all that many in English. Mm-hmm. And none as good as this. None. Did I read the tear sheet right that it's kind of written in a first-person sort of way or a present well, tense? I, I would like my producer's indulgence to read a couple of different excerpts from here so that you get a perfect example of what you're getting here. In my opinion, this is exactly how narrative history should be written. Hmm. And it's not a thing that most historians do, whether because they've been told not to by their publisher or because they don't trust their own linguistic ability. Hmm. Once upon a time, um, thousands of years ago, <laughs> once upon a time... It was when you, your linguistic ability, your ability with poetic language reached its peak, the peak, the best it could be. That's when you considered yourself qualified to write history. You had long since left behind fiction or poetry or anything like right. that. It was, it was, once upon a time, it was a marriage of the very best rhetorical armament that you could right. with the subject matter. It's not anymore. I'm done writing sparkly vampires. I'm going after the Ottoman Empire now. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, Suleiman ruled for a long time. He ruled for 46, 46 years, I think, nearly 50 years, which is a very long time to rule when everyone around you, all of your viziers, all of your, your minor sultans, all have the knives sharpened. They all think they can do a better job. They all want your position. And a vast way for them to get it. I mean, just conquer, conquer, conquer was his thing. I mean, he was not a guy who sat on his hands. He was the the foremost conqueror of the Ottoman Empire, ruled well over 20 million people at Mm. the extent of his reign. And the the sobriquet of the lawgiver is not entirely propaganda. It's not entirely fiction. If you look back on his reign, and he was he was born two years after Columbus sailed the ocean blue. <laughs> so, <laughs> so he was he was reigning at the same time as the House of Tudor. Mm-hmm. And when you compare some of the imperial reforms that he did, when you think just sit back and think, look at read those reforms, both let's say Henry the Seventh and Henry the Eighth, especially, and also and then Suleiman. When you sit back and think about those. Ask yourself, well, okay, if I were a completely normal individual, right, let's say I am an assistant to a brewmaster in a middle-sized town. So I make... 
a barely decent living. I, I make a living enough to have a house. I make a living enough to have a family. You sit back and think, the reforms of Henry VIII and the reforms of Suleiman the Magnificent, which one would you have rather had? Which one was better for that person? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's uh, it's pretty easy to see why this figure is revered. Mag- uh, Magnificent because he was by of and for the people as, as I as suppose... Much, as much as he could be. As, as much as he could be when you were a bloodthirsty brother throat-slitting tyrant. <laughs> <laughs> we have to keep all these things in relative, you know, in, in relative proportion. Right, but, right. Uh, the author here goes at the material in I, I don't know I don't know which tear sheet you read, but I have seen this thing referred to and books like this referred to as novelistic. Yes, that absolutely. Mm-hmm. I never know what to do about that, especially considering how absolute cow poop most novels are. <laughs> I never know what to say about that. It's just, uh, it's like, it's like if you were watching a pro tennis tournament and you were watching and one of the people on the court had a really stellar backhand and you referred to it as a, he's got a real wife beater backhand. It's, <laughs> it's not the kind of compliment that you want. I mean, I sort of see the etymology of it, but right. I, I don't want a work of history compared to most of the cow crap fiction I read every week. Certainly, certainly. Um, we can at least talk about it in terms of gimmicks, in terms of narrative. Right. I mean, there's, there's an artfulness to that, I'm assuming. Yes, so, well, shall we? Please. Shall we read a bit here? I want to read just a couple. Of, I've only, I've never read two passages from a book before on Book of the Day, but I, this is, it's, you know, set hundreds of years ago. It's about an Ottoman sultan. I would think that for a lot of readers, except for the very most adventurous, this might be an ask. It might be a bit of an ask. I want to read you what you're getting so that you line up to read this instead of being a little intimidated. I want to read you first. Uh, yes. Uh, at one point, the author, I'm, I don't want to massacre his name again. I'm just going to keep referring to him as the author. Uh, at one point, he describes in general, the sultan's position in the court, but also this particular sultan. He says, the sultan is by nature melancholic, generous, proud, and impulsive. He has a strong arm and can fire an arrow farther than anyone else at court. Either that, or no one else at court sees much advantage in fi- in firing an arrow farther than him. <laughs> <laughs> and, and at another point, he's, of course, uh, Suleiman had an enormous amount of interaction with the West. And that's not just a euphemism. Of course, a large part of his interaction was conquering a huge right. part of Europe. But he also had a large <laughs> amount of uh, of uh, interaction with the West. And one of those, one of the, the, the foremost pieces of his interaction was with Venice. <laughs> and at one point, uh, right at the beginning of the book, the author describes what the worried lawgivers in Venice do are, you know, shifting on their seats, worrying about this Turk who suddenly seems incredibly powerful <laughs> and not restricted to his normal area, getting all the way famously to the gates of Vienna. Uh, he, the author describes not only a little bit of nervousness there, but what those grandees in Venice would prefer to be doing. <laughs> the wonderful, <laughs> the men shifting their posteriors on the benches of the Collegio were our patricians. Their families have held power for centuries, the same names surfacing with a monotony that is at once reassuring and faintly unsavory. 
Venice's oligarchy revolves gently, protecting it from dynastic struggles and allowing it to get on with what it does best, which is to ship things from A to B and make B pay through the nose. <laughs> oh, that is awful. And you wonderful. will not get that in most narrative in most narrative histories. You just Very interesting. It won't be there. I want one more thing. Just indulge me one more read here. That's it. And then we'll and then we'll be done. Uh, because uh let's see here. Oh no, I know what I want to read. I, it's it's not about Suleiman the Magnificent. It's about Selim the first, it's Selim, his father, who was mm-hmm. extremely grim. And there's a wonderful all throughout this book, while the author's narrating things, he's also tossing off these wonderfully witty paragraphs that are just the humor of them is etched. Like that bit about pe- advisors who thought it was advisable not to shoot an arrow. <laughs> this is the same thing. This is about Selim the First, who was, when he was on the throne and he was making laws, the ultimate in a, a pious Muslim. Hmm. Uh, this paragraph goes, <laughs> It is no disrespect to the late sultan of blessed memory to recall that his subjects referred to him as Yavuz, meaning trenchant, inflexible, or grim. <laughs> Selim wasn't running a puppet show. He would emerge after dark in disguise and sit with the people to gamble, a pastime abhorrent to God. And then the next morning, the wrongdoers would be taken away. <laughs> oh, my. That is awesome. That is, I don't know any other way to put it. I know I sound like an eight-year-old, but that is, an, that is history done exactly right. It's Python-esque. <laughs> It's where the historian has done all of the research. You only have to look at the innards of this book to see how much research this author has done. Where the author has done all of the research and then sat back and thought about how to tell the story. Yeah, yeah. so many historians stop at the first part. Right, right. And then just dump it on you. Have you read this uh, unpronounceable author before? Is this your first uh, Florian? Okay. Because I wonder if that's his thing, if that's what he does. I don't know if that's... very well be. He has yeah. a book that did get reviewed. He he did one called, uh, what was it? The Islamic Enlightenment. Okay. Which did get reviewed. I, At least I'm pretty sure I've never read him before. I may have read that book. <laughs> sure, sure. <laughs> that would be a little embarrassing, wouldn't it? If I thought read it, but I'm blurbed on it. <laughs> that's really why we're doing Book of the Day, so you can look back and see where you've been. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I've never heard of this guy before. <laughs> Not a- you know, though, uh, when we when we make future plans for Book of the Day, I think it would be great if we discuss Kafka's Metamorphosis. That would be- <laughs> Wouldn't that be nice? I heard there's wonderful Stoicism books out there now. But anyway, um, <laughs> so the Lion House. The pitch here is this is a subject that you might not think you're interested in. And this author is doing the work. He will it, it, typically when you are not interested in a historical subject, the historian doesn't care. Right. The historian is assuming if you're not interested in a subject, well, then you won't be one of his readers. To sound yes, <laughs> to but, sound like the the dad that I am. Here's the ultimate thing, you know. If you're entertained and you accidentally learn something, oh well, <laughs> that sounds like what might happen here. Writers, no matter what they are, no matter who they are, should want to make readers. They shouldn't be going going to publication saying, "Ah, oh, well, <laughs> you, know, you get it, you get it. If you don't, you know, I know. I've got <laughs> chapter ten will really put them off." Yeah, <laughs> this has nothing like that. Wonderful. This is narratively wonderful. Excellent. Those passages are just the tip of the iceberg. The ones that I read are just the tip of the iceberg. There are plenty more like that. 
Well, this is great. This is great. This is not was not on my buy list, uh, but I think uh, you have put me over the edge. This is kind of what this show is becoming too, where I, I you know go through my uh, lists from book list and Publishers <laughs> Weekly, and uh, then uh, you know so <laughs> that is one of the oldest known Steve phenomenon. <laughs> suddenly you're spending money. It's <laughs> an old, old Steve phenomenon. I can't help it. We're not going to do a week of Book of the Day where all I do is say this thing's a piece of crap. We're not. Gonna- <laughs> no, certainly not. <laughs> In this case, I didn't know what I was expecting. Maybe a monograph, but I wasn't expecting anything as infinitely quotable as this thing is. It's just a delight to read. Wonderful. So I, I'd be willing to bet that most of our listeners have never read a biography of Suleiman the Magnificent. Give it a try. Correct that. <laughs> that. I definitely fall under that umbrella without a doubt. What say you taxpayers? Yay or nay? We'll do it. All right. <laughs> Let's make this more uh, interactive, shall we? Wonderful stuff. Uh, Suleiman the Magnificent gets his own golden book. <laughs> the Lion House. <laughs> the Lion House. What a book. What Excellent. A book. Wonderful. Steve, we can find you on Open Letters Review. I haven't talked about that in a while, where people can find uh, what you do besides Book of the Day. Um, and, of course, on your own YouTube channel. I'm, I'm the YouTube channel, I've got Open Letters Review. I'm the books editor of the of Big Canoe News in northern Georgia. I write a column in Iowa and Vermont and Georgia. <laughs> it's, it's, he I covers the waterfront, folks. I cover the waterfront. <laughs> oh, perfect. Just Google my name if you're interested in what I think about a book, although I haven't actually reviewed The Lion House yet. We're first. <laughs> oh, perfect. Wonderful. Suleiman would want it that way. <laughs> All right. Thank you, Steve. Wonderful episode today, and we will see you again tomorrow. Big one Provided tomorrow. We don't put you to death. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't know this book would be that inspirational. Okay. Here we are. Take care, everybody. We'll see you tomorrow. <laughs> Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. 
I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.